welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Thank you for telling uh, telling a friend about uh, how great this show is. And we've got another great episode for you today. I'm excited to dive right into it. Um, I have a, I'll tell you about it in a second. I've got a pretty busy week. I've got uh, small acting gigs, one on a TV show and then uh, one in a, in a movie, full length movie. Um, also, uh, four podcast interviews scheduled all in the next five days. So I got my nose to the, to the grind. Is that a thing? Gosh, I'm really bad at, I've lost all sense of, uh, you know, colloquialisms. All right. I hope my English teacher isn't listening. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, misery. Um, Anyways, let's dive into the guest. Today is Elizabeth Duffy. Um, She is an Instagram model and host of the Tax This podcast that focuses on individual sovereignty, motivation, and overcoming lack mindset. Uh, We talk about a lot of things. She is hilarious. Uh, Give her a follow on all of the socials and check out her podcast, I'm sure if you listen to this episode, you will love her if you don't already know her, and uh, you'll love her after just listening to this episode, and then, uh, you know, follow her on the socials, and you'll probably love her even more. Uh, So with that said, we'll dive right in, but first, let me tell you, this episode is sponsored by Xsense. Xsense is an innovative company providing home safety products, including cutting-edge smoke detectors carbon monoxide alarms, and other smart home security systems designed to keep you and your loved ones safe 24-7. With easy-to-install devices and smart technology, you'll have peace of mind knowing that Xsense is always on guard. As a special offer to our podcast listeners, Xsense is offering an exclusive 15% discount on your first purchase. Just visit Xsense.com, that's x hyphen S-E-N-S-E dot com. The link is in the show notes, folks. And use the promo code Jeff Macolino at checkout. Also, special reminder, Amazon Day is coming up. Uh, Amazon Prime Day is July 11 and 12. And some of their star products like the smoke and carbon monoxide detector and the smoke detector will be having discounts uh, starting in early July. Protect what matters most. With accents. Hey, folks, you know, I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I'll talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. 
Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody. I am very pleased to welcome Elizabeth Duffy to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today, Elizabeth? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm drinking at three thirty in the afternoon, so you know it's a. <laughs> How can you not be good then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good life when you can when you can afford to do that. Uh, or a really really terrible one. Kind of a 50-50 on that. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. Uh, Adam Carolla would call a rich man poor man. Like yes <laughs> those are my favorite yeah i grew yeah. up like super duper poor so those are always like hilarious observations like when you come out of it and you're like wait rich people do that shit too like oh they they buy used furniture too they just call it antiquing got it <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's more similar i i came up i had one i'm trying to think of one that that popped into my head when i was drinking and doing this podcast um i think it was just uh, like caring about personal possessions mm. uh, like because I was I was talking to somebody and, and about like if I got big success in acting, like I'd probably have to have a home out in California or New York, one or the other, you know, but I'd keep my thing here. And I'm like, you know, what's really weird is I can't imagine not having like random little knickknacks from my life at in my home where I'm living at all times. And I'm like, but I guess rich people really don't care. Like they're not like. Oh, where's that cool sports memorabilia thing? Oh, it's at my other house. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're you're definitely a sports memorabilia fan back there. Yeah, yeah, I had to decorate somehow. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Yeah, mo most of the stuff is sadly still in boxes, but you know that's. <laughs> well, when you get that second house, there you go. That yeah, it's it's ready to ship. Ready to ship. <laughs> um. I enjoy your podcast, so I guess we, we should dive in. Uh, we can start there. Uh, the Tax This podcast. Uh, and you started that relatively recently, correct? Yeah, I'm only on episode like 17 or something like that. It's pretty new. Yeah, well, it's very good. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Gosh, if you're if you're only on episode 17, I've probably listened to uh, to at least half of them by now. Oh, hell yeah. So long form <laughs> is a totally different beast, right? So like I'm used to making little seven to 15 second TikToks or whatever, just some snarky comment about commies or the government or something. And then uh, moving and trying to do like long form podcasty stuff was like totally different. It's just a different vibe and it takes some getting used to for sure. It's a it's a different talent. Yeah, and it's interesting that because you are so good with uh, the YouTube shorts, the Instagram, the TikTok stuff, uh, and those are funny. Uh, and it's a, it is interesting. Different skill sets really are needed. Mm -hmm. Where I'm terrible at that short stuff because I, 
take a long time to find my <laughs> find my path. I I don't know why that could possibly be. I, <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it, but <laughs> but it, it is a tough. Um, I I go the other way, but you've had to transition into more of a uh, you know long explanation, uh, and you do some of them solo as mm-hmm. well, which are tremendous, but also those i've i did some solo episodes when i started this podcast and i quickly realized i can't do them <laughs> they're tough right yeah it, it is hard to like be alone just talking to yourself and keep the energy up and keep like yeah it's a lot easier having a conversation for sure yeah yeah it's it's you lean on you can lean on the other person a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah that's I've, I've said that I, I recorded an episode when I had the flu, like I had like 104 temperature and I was yeah. vomiting, but it was a pretty big guest especially was at the time. Uh, a guy named Brad Goss. He, he's, he's a comedian who writes fake kids books. Um, he's got like a million TikTok followers. So it was like, I can't cancel on this guy because it, you know, took weeks to schedule in the first place. Not that it just our schedules lining up. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it, but goddamn, I'm going to lean so hard on him because I, I'm sitting here, I'd ask a question and just put myself on mute and just be hacking up a lung while he's, while he, he can uncomfortably see me just dying while he's trying to answer the question. Pardon me while I barf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Yeah. I apologize to him afterwards. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was coughing in your ear so much. He's like, don't be sorry. I'm not the one editing the episode. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, I haven't had anything like that yet. Um, I did. I just like had a logistics issue where I was a dumb blonde and I thought like a podcast was an episode was like booked for a month before it was. So like the dude was like hitting me up like, hey, like send me the link, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, usually I don't do it until like closer to episode but okay sure and then i send it and he's like okay i'll be on soon and i'm like okay like you can go check out the stream yard but like i'm I'm not gonna be on and he was like wait what (laughs) he's like we're supposed to be recording like right now and i was like fuck that's the only thing i've had like the only issue i've had happen um he was super like chill about it though so but i felt awful and i will forever owe him one so that was rough but other than that i haven't luckily knock on wood haven't had any like barfing scenarios yet yeah, uh, you do it long enough, I feel like it'll happen. Like, <laughs> it hit at least one bar scenario. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the reverse of, I don't know, I don't think I've ever had one where I forgot. Not yet, knock on wood. Um, but I've had so many just no-shows. Yeah, and- that happens a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah th- that does. And that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I wanted to keep doing the solo ones because I'd get all like grumpy old man curmudgeon you know i'm like i can't deal with these people i'm gonna be like just i'll just do it by myself <laughs> i don't need anyone else um but yeah. it because it's so it's so annoying you like schedule your whole day around it and blah 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 and then you're sitting there like twiddling your thumbs so it's a i don't know you have to kind of just take it as it comes i guess and you just have to accept it in order to have people on yeah yeah well and you know i scheduling your day around it is such a good point and also with me, I like schedule my drinking. Yeah, it. like what if you're you're like, man, I'm like so many drinks deep now and I can't go anywhere else. I was planning on just being bombed talking to someone. 
Right. Well, that's like yesterday. She she showed up, but I had a guest scheduled for two thirty, and I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna this whole day is gonna be tanked if she doesn't show up because I'm starting to drink it too, and it's Nothing like we can do about it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah, one time I drunkenly put a Zoom link on Twitter and just was like, anyone who wants to come in, and Zoom was like emailing me, take your link off of Twitter. Really? Like, yeah, apparently that... You're not allowed to do that? You're not supposed to, apparently. Oh. Did you get anybody, though, before they... I got, I got a few people. I got a few people uh, in and out. Those are some uh, crazy people, probably, too. Yeah, one was a former guest, so it was like... Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it was like, oh, cool, just catching up. <laughs> But, but yeah, a lot of them were just pop in, like, just to see what, what it was. And then they'd leave immediately. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. That's funny. I watched, um, I went through and like skimmed through your Larry Sharp, uh, episode. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, that was a fun one. I, <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, that, that was one of the few I also put on, uh, on YouTube. Um, I usually don't put the full episodes on YouTube because I can't stand looking at myself. And I put that one on YouTube and I really wish I hadn't in hindsight, just because oh, no. every time I see it, I hate seeing my hair at the time. I think I was growing it for to be Kenny Powers for Halloween. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, why would you not be Kenny Powers every day of your life? <laughs> you have the look. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> My my first day on a movie set, the the cinematographer uh, was like, hey, "Sorry, I don't know anybody's names." Hey, Eastbound and Down. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. I know. I know who you're talking to." That's funny. I feel like that's like a gift and a curse. Yeah. Well, now now that I've started uh, getting into acting, I'm like, I just really want to play Danny McBride's little brother in something. Oh, that's like, hilarious. You know, he always has HBO shows. Like, just just you know, throw me in there. Come on. I love his humor. He's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, um, yeah, there's, there's something about him. I, I, I watch everything he does. He, even a couple, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I enjoy this show, but I like what Danny McBride's on it. So yeah, he's hilarious enough by himself that you'll just keep watching it for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So not, not the worst person to look like. Um, although when I, when I wore a uh, Kenny Powers Jersey, with my hair to a baseball game, like everyone expected me to act like Kenny Powers, which was, that was the curse. <laughs> it was like, they, they weren't just content with like, Hey man, that's cool. I love, I love that show or I love, you know, whatever they wanted me to be like screaming and, you know, well, like I mean, it. they probably thought you were like a full blown impersonator. Right. And also what a fun fucking excuse, like just to go balls to the wall. I'm Kenny fucking powers. Like might as well. Yeah. Yeah, that that became a thing. It, it took it took drinking heavily until like the sixth inning to really be like you know get into it and get into character. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He he's not someone really easy to emulate sober. He's not the <laughs> it's not the easiest character. But yeah, no, there's a little piece of Kenny Powers inside of me at this point that <laughs> that I I I had to harness it enough back then because that's a commitment. Growing your hair, growing that mullet thing. Like, it, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a it's a rough. <laughs> it's a good look, though. So, I mean, 10 out I'm, of 10, I'd say. 
Yeah. I mean, at least I've got like, you know, at least I've got hair where I can do it. Like, you know, that's the one <laughs> that's actually um, the funny. This is the, the vain part of me is the uh, podcasting. I never wear a hat anymore because somebody thought I was bald uh, <laughs> because I used to always wear a hat. And they're like, yeah, just another white bald podcaster. And I'm like, no, no, no. And you, I'm, you it, like, got bald. to you? Bald? <laughs> I'll prove it. I'm never going to wear a hat again in my life. Yeah, yeah. So now that's that's my thing. It's like, I don't care how messy my hair is. I'm, I, you know. I'm totally bald under here. Just a full-blown skullet. <laughs> just a full skullet. Got the Terry Bradshaw little yeah. horseshoe. Yes. <laughs> uh. Uh, so one thing, getting back to your podcast, one thing I like, and, and really your whole, your Instagram, all, all of it is, uh, I do like that you use a lot of humor, uh, in, in your messaging. And I think I, I this is not a political podcast, but, uh, I've made it clear many times when talking to people, I identify as libertarian, um, sounded we- really weird when i said that i feel like i identify <laughs> i don't i don't like i don't like the words i use there. Well, libertarians don't really like to identify as anything at all right so it's mm-hmm. like this kind of catch-22 of like i'm a libertarian <laughs> but don't put me in any, any groups or anything yeah 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 well that's that's the uh that's the big l little l question where i'm like mm-hmm. i don't either one i don't care <laughs> um but honestly, I was with the Big L. I don't know where you where you stand on on you know the Libertarian Party versus just Libertarian movement. Yeah, um, I'm way more into the the macro. I'm just more into like the movement, like trying to yeah. yeah show people that individual sovereignty is the way to go. You know, we shouldn't be beating each other up and throwing each other in cages. You know, shit like that. Just your your basics. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> just the basics. Don't throw people in cages. <laughs> um that's the um uh, that's that's where i've gone like i was the my county chairman for the local libertarian party for a year wow and uh it was fine but i'm like it's it's too much i i you know i i like to be a little looser and and rougher around the edges Mm. so maybe a, a county chairman should be um but I do think the humor, the in the messaging, I don't know. I just feel like it, it has to it has to catch on somewhere with people. And I don't understand why it takes so long to get into people's heads because it it's it's you've probably experienced this. Like I, I've I'm that guy at a party who, you know, will, you know, they're talking about something and then I'll talk to someone who's a hardcore Republican or Democrat. I'll tell them why they're wrong. They'll agree with me, the you know, without even identifying it as libertarian, you know, they'll agree with me. And then like a week later, they'll be like, they lost, it's like they, they had a brain injury and forgot all about like, <laughs> I, I always feel like you should be able to just follow the breadcrumbs. You learn this one step, go to the next, apply liberty and, and freedom to everything. 
Yeah, follow it to its logical conclusion. So that's the kind of quintessential autistic libertarian problem, right? It's like that we have a tendency to do that. We're like, no, if you just follow everything to its logical conclusion, you can't hold these two contradictory ideas because they, you know, they contradict. Like you, you can't, you can't uh, logic it out, right? But uh, yeah, no, other people don't have that issue. They don't have a problem holding contradictory <laughs> beliefs or anything. They live in this. Though, when you really start picking at them and like trying to point it out, they usually come at you with like the oh nuance. You know what I mean? It's like the world is, isn't black and white. It's gray and there's a lot of nuance to it and blah, blah, blah. Because you'll ask like, say somebody who's like kind of like an old school Republican war hawk type, like, you know, um, you'll ask them something about like, okay, well, where, where does it end? Right? Like where, where does it end? And they'll be like, well, it's, it's so, you know, it's like somewhere in there. It's like it's very nuanced. It's very nuanced. Like you can't yeah. just there's no line that you can draw. Right. And that's the issue that I have because like I can't live in that. Right. So it's like if you're telling me um, people when grouped together and we slap the name government on them, they're allowed to do X, Y and Z. But the citizens below them aren't. And it's like, OK, explain that to me. Are you telling me they like have some higher intrinsic value than everybody else? You know what I mean? Like why? Why is it not like murder when they're bombing people i don't understand <laughs> i get confused yeah. you know and they're like well it's nuance 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 and so i'm like i guess i just i'm too too autistic to understand the nuance yeah yeah <laughs> that that must be it uh <laughs> it's it drives me insane with exactly what you were saying i'm like you know i don't care as much if you're wrong if you're just consistent consistently like, wrong i don't care if you're wrong as long as you're not trying to like uh use the strong arm of the state to implement your opinion on everybody else you know what i mean like because yeah. i might be wrong you know i might be wrong on whatever i probably am wrong on a lot of shit but like uh i don't want to uh you know force my opinions on anything on other people i want the exact opposite of that i want it all removed so people can you know live life as long as they're not hurting anybody you do you baby you know yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, I, I probably it doesn't probably make me a good parent, but the the two things I taught my kids, I'm like the 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 golden rule and the non-aggression principle. Are I, I mean, I how do that's like the best thing you can teach someone. That's the best way to be, right? I mean, I would say, but the thing that's funny, is, so you're big into sports, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, like it kind of reminds me of just like sports fans. Right. Like and you get your yeah. really you really kind of crazy ones that are like insane about it, like <clears throat> even aggressive about it. Right. Like yeah. and, and they they think for whatever reason, no, everybody should be a Seahawks fan. And if you're not a Seahawks fan, there's something wrong with you. And it's like or we could just all come together over the fact that, you know, this big group all enjoys football, you know, like. <laughs> Like there's things that bring us together in that as well, but they're like, no, 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 we're gonna fight over the fact that I'm a Seahawks fan and you're not, like things like that. <laughs> and it's not, it's not everybody, yeah. you know. And I feel like most people are normal and chill, and I feel like most people, even politically, are pretty normal and chill. But you just get the crazies who are like just a little too hardcore about it, who are like, no, you should be living how I live. And, and I do wonder if that's why the liberty movement stumbles a little bit because part of the whole thing is we we're not about forcing anything mm -hmm. on other people whereas yeah. you know 
the the two dinosaur parties are very big about forcing their their you, you must fall in line you're you know yeah and which is so efficient like they're so good at like organization and efficiency and everything because they have this like mission that they're like marching towards and it's like it gets shit done for sure like you know but uh then you have like a group of libertarians and we're like Meh. None of us really want to actually run for anything <laughs> and none of us want to actually do any of the organizing. We got other shit going on, you know, so that is 100 percent like a total catch 22 with the movement for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, and there's there. I know there's differing views on this, but that's where I always am like, I think podcasting might be the avenue that starts to. I already think with you know and, and people have conflicting opinions on joe rogan um and i don't i tell people all the time he's not libertarian although he's voted libertarian the last three presidential elections he he typically when he actually talks about his beliefs is pretty liberal but not leftist yeah um so he does have a lot of common ground but you know he, he definitely is not a a by the book or even really close to the book libertarian but looking at his reach, just using him as the example, compared to every news outlet's reach, I'm like, it's pretty important. Obviously, we're all not Joe Rogan, but we both have way too much hair to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> but Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, it is where I, I do like to think like, you know, little seedlings of it can be picked up by you know look maybe 50 people maybe fifty thousand people listen to this random libertarian podcast but if a couple people are like you know that that's some smart i like the way that that person thinks um maybe that's how it catches hold because i don't think you know the the party system is really gonna Again, it's just the intrinsic nature of being libertarian and kind of, I don't want to say this in a bad way, even though it could be taken that way, kind of like counter culture, like, oh, everyone wants to do this. No, no, no. I'm going to do something different. Like, I feel like that's part. We have a problem. Like, we're too hipster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do have that issue. Um, I totally agree, though. I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of uh, politics in general, like what libertarian is, right? Um, but like what you're talking about is I think that's already happening. Like when you can talk to people about so many more like open minded, free thinking things than you used to be able to, right? Because people used to literally just watch like one news anchor every single night and get all their information from there and repeat the same stuff that the news anchor said and that was it like that was the extent of anything and now you have like um like when i was growing up the republicans were like kind of more aggressive in the culture war right they were all like rock and rolls the devil and stuff like that on tv yeah. all the time <laughs> and um but now you have a bunch of like mainstreamy republican like creators and stuff coming out being like uh we should I mean, mushrooms, we should have legalized mushrooms for vets with PTSD and like we're anti-war now and blah, 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 which is like old school liberalism, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. But this is coming like out of the right. And they're so much more open minded and free thinking. And those people like they don't even identify as libertarian or anything like that. But when you sit down and talk to them, they're I mean, they're very like uh, live and let live and stuff like that. And I think that's happening across the board 
at a higher rate now than I think like ever in our lifetime. Right. I'm pretty white pilled about it. Yeah. It's uh, the, the left is definitely the, the party of censorship now. And it yeah, definitely used to hilarious. be the opposite. It did. Like not that long ago too, right? You had like Carlin and the, oh, what were those profanity laws and stuff like that from the right? And it was like this very, it was like the liberal thing to like go up and do like aggressive stand-up comedy with like swearing and shit. And now it's like the, it's completely flip-flopped, which is insane. It's so, it was so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It really was like a, a like, like that. It, I do think I, it's evil and sinister and it's probably, you know, probably half fabricated in my head, but uh, I do think the right had its time in the sun, so to speak, while the left was kind of hiding. And I do think their evil sinister plan was to indoctrinate education and media. Uh, oh, for sure. The left. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, because I, I even said um, I was a journalism major for my first two years in college. Common. And I had to read uh, Karl Marx. Like I had to read like and I'm I, I dropped out of journalism when I had an argument with a professor about you should write articles to uh, promote the, the, the general good. And I'm like, no, you sh if you're oh. writing articles, you should write articles about facts. He's like, no, no, no. You need to be an advocate for the people in your articles. So you need to write Barack Obama's the best and whoever he was running against, uh, 08. So McCain, who, who is the worst, but, but still, <laughs> um, and I'm like, no, but that's wrong. Like you, you just, if you're a journalist, your job, if it's an editorial and you know, this was what they were teaching, you know, I don't know, 12 years ago, whatever, 15, less than 15 years ago when I was in college. Um, and I know education was similar because I knew all females, by the way, who were education majors at the college I went to, not, but they were being taught, you know, gender identity and all this weird again back then at least weird off the wall stuff that it was like why are you that doesn't make any sense and whoop now now look at it <laughs> yeah how it's panned out exactly and the the kind of thing that is really crazy about that is it works so well because it drove like someone like you who would have been an actual like free thinking journalist right it drove you out instantly because you're like oh i'm not dealing with this right so like mm -hmm. kind of shitty you know what I mean and yeah yeah so this is what we got but I think I mean things are changing right like um the I was just actually at, like speaking of Larry Sharp earlier I was on uh his podcast last night and the topic was um like distrust in our institutions and how like the public distrust like the mainstream media now um universities public school system, the healthcare system, and like whether or not that's good. And I was very like, no, I think it's great. Like decentralized, you know, decentralize everything. And so it's like, if, oh no, we don't have one news anchor that we all listen to. I think that's wonderful. I think it's great that people are listening to independent journalists now, um, getting their information from specific people who are like experts and running a sub stack or something, you know, it's totally different. And I think that's really changing everything up. I think it's exciting. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, and that's hopefully. <laughs> now, the, I guess the other area, uh, although, again, Elon Musk is a iffy topic, but uh, at least he's not censoring people. Whereas, I mean, that, that was the other issue was I feel like uh, if Rogan, so that's where Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, again, not libertarians, but they're such important figures because Spotify can't ban anything because they let Rogan say anything and they're paying him too much to, to censor him. Uh, Elon Musk buys Twitter just out of spite. Uh, and he's like, yeah, free speech is, is what I'm going to stand for. Whereas the other big tech companies, I mean, you know, I, I don't, that's the other reason, by the way, I don't post video is mainly because I know on YouTube, like this episode would be, I'd get a strike for it. I don't know why, but I'm sure at some point we'll say something. Just because I want it. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's I, even I mentioned that other show that I'm doing the dads and drink show, not political at all. But yeah, we get demonetized every episode just automatically. I have to appeal every single time. And it's a coin flip of of whether they, uh, you know, and it's, you know, a week later. So it's like, well, everyone already watched it. So now it doesn't matter anyways. I'm yeah. not going to get my, my 0. 0.004 cents per view on this episode. Wow. I know. <laughs> well, and like the hypocrisy of the left with the censorship is what really drives me wild. So especially recently, like I've seen, I don't know if you've seen all of this, but all of the lefties now, I don't want to say all of them, but a large portion of the lefties right now are like cheering on the submarine thing. Have you seen that? It's cheering very it on? Oh yeah. Like eat the rich. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You haven't seen that. Oh my gosh. It's all over TikTok and stuff. Um, people have literally made like bumper stickers and stuff. <laughs> wow. Which, yeah. So I like, you know, whatever. I'm very into like dark, morbid humor. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, I have like, that is no skin off my ass, but what, like irritates me about that and what really irks me about that is these are the same people that have been canceling comedy for years and years and years and anytime like an actual comedian is out there saying something that they deem like offensive or too too like people are going to be offended by it like they're too sensitive or whatever then oh you need to be canceled not only do you need to be like oh we shouldn't be listening to you you need to be wiped off every platform right like you need to like not exist anymore and then we'll yeah. be happy yeah and i've had to deal with that multiple times like pissing off the wrong lefty group and they just swarm my pages and they're just reporting every video they're what they're trying to get my page just deleted they just want me gone right and it's like okay so you guys have been doing that for years and years and years and then all of a sudden like some rich people die and you don't give a fuck it's like oh we're yeah. allowed we're <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. Smoke another one, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's like, oh, now you're allowed to like say whatever you want. It doesn't matter if it's like offensive. And I made a video about this, bringing it up. And I had a lot of lefties be like, oh, well, they exploit people. So it's okay. And that's also why we come after you for your comedy is because you're exploiting people you deem beneath you. And it's like, whoa 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 that like no that's not what comedy is right like comedy is especially the dark humor like that gallows humor type stuff you know has this like transmutative property to it where you can turn a dark traumatic event into something beautiful like laughter right so you're actually like attempting to heal people or give them something 
positive, like joy and laughter. You're trying to make people laugh, right? That's the point yeah. of comedy. So it's like you're trying to bring something good to them, even if you do it in this kind of like dark way, right? And they're like, no, but people can't handle that. So you're not allowed to do it until some rich people die. And then we can pop off about that. That's fine. Because like nobody gives a fuck about rich people because they're above because they have this like weird kind of like ladder system, right? Of like victim status. And so it's like, you're not allowed to touch anybody else, but rich people or whatever group we deem like to be the oppressors, you can go after them. And it's like, this is exhausting. <laughs> and unless the them is also a lefty, because you can't go after Kamala I think, Harris. <laughs> I think they were. I think they were, though. That's the really wild part, like the billionaires, but because I think the billionaire status overrides anything else. Right. They're like, OK, but you're a billionaire. So and we're very like anti-billionaire right now. So fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they love Bill Gates, though. <laughs> that's a good, good point. I, yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, yeah it, that one blew my mind. I was like, oh, that is the, that's so hypocritical. And if you want to like do this, that's fine. But let, let everybody else make their jokes, too. Like, let's bring back yeah. all of comedy. You know, like, let's bring back good fucking movies again. Let's do that shit. Yeah, no, those don't. Uh, good comedy movies don't don't exist. Uh Except for, except for uh, the movie I'm in, of course. Women Want Everything, available soon on Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll have to check no, that out. Yeah, it, it'll be up there soon, uh, in the next month or two. Very uh, cool. So, but no, I, and, and actually, in that, oddly enough, in filming that movie, there are several... Uh, it was based on a play that the, the director wrote and was performed in, like, 2009... So there's a lot of humor that is. So it still has some good stuff in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, some of it had to be changed, but at the same time, <laughs> I, at one point, um, I remember that he's like, "Cut, cut," and you know, there was there was some lighting issue, so they were fixing that. He's like, "Let's just pick it up where we left off. Where was it?" He's like, "One of the racist things. Just pick a racism <laughs> and and start with that." <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, I, I, there's too many. <laughs> there's too, okay, well, it sounds pretty decent then. I'll definitely check it out. That's the thing that's crazy is like when you when we're talking about like how fast things have moved, it's like um, it definitely is that boomer thing where boomers are like, it was a different time. And it's like, I'm already there. I'm already to, it was a different time. Like Comedy Central was raunchy. And that's what I grew up on, right? It was like, and my favorite comedians were these like really like push the limits dark humor comedians like anthony jeselnik right mm -hmm. and he like they got kind of grandfathered in so they were allowed to kind of keep existing or whatever um even though he did almost get canceled for what was it shark party shark party yeah <laughs> yeah that that was uh I, I i remember watching that the day that the episode came out and i was like this might be a bit it a was apparently it's, it, <laughs> only because it was like, well, now it's just weird and not even that funny. If it were funnier, like it, if it, it would have landed better, that's the that's the I risk. So. Of, that's the risk of comedy, though, right? Oh it's no, the, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like you have to be able to take the risk and have something not land, and have people be like, hey, 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 like, and you're like, all right, like I get it. I'll work on it. I'll make things funny or whatever. But you have to be able to take that risk. And the so that's why the good comedy isn't out there anymore like that, because you can't take the risk because you're going to get full blown canceled. Um, and that was a while ago, too. So it wasn't even as bad. No, no. And it, it is. I do wonder if 
there are the the Doug Stanhopes, the Jesselnicks, who are are grandfathered in, as you said. I do wonder, as someone who dabbled in in open mics and stuff, and uh, as you can imagine, I didn't shy away from edgy, but not I would I'm not funny enough to be you know, <laughs> but it's like I don't even know that, and maybe uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but like a new comic breaking into the scene, I don't know if. Doug Stanhope could be, or Anthony Jeselnik, if they were 20, well, Stanhope even more than that, but if they were 20 years younger and they were starting now, I don't know that they'd be able to ever get to where they are because they're, right. Well, because, hopefully yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> right, well, because now you have to come up through social media, right? Like, that's how you do it now. And trying to like write something that's allowable for social media is so tough and tricky. Like the one wrong sentence or whatever is going to get your video taken down. And you can also have your account full blown, just demolished over one thing. Right. And yeah. there, and there's no, there's no customer service. There's no like, Hey guys, you messed up or whatever. It's just gone. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And people put like years and years and years into working on growing their following and stuff like that. So, um, it really becomes like people start to self-censor anyway. So the bigger they get, the more they self-censor too. So it's like really this kind of snowball effect. So yeah, it would be super tough. But I have noticed a little bit of like edgier comedy coming back and being allowed like to stay up. So that's hopeful. Yeah, YouTube apparently, and I did see this in something because I was appealing a, a, a demonetization for inappropriate content. And it said something about uh, if it it was a, it's a only allowable if a stand up act. And I'm like, well, that's also an interesting line uh, to draw because how is a like a comedy show or a comedy podcast? It, it, you know, if we were on, if we were sitting on a stage instead of bubbles, then then it would be okay. That's funny because <laughs> I've actually kind of noticed that on. TikTok specifically, like uh, stand-up sets that get away with shit that I'm like, dude, like that's like impressive that that's up there because I've had videos taken down that weren't even that gnarly, right? And it's like, and I know a lot of other people who have had full-blown like accounts blow up for stuff. And yeah, I that's interesting. You can definitely get away with more if you're like up on a stage. I don't know. It's some sort of like, oh, it's official. You know what I mean? It's like being like officially backed. So it's okay. Yeah. Well, that, now I'm just like, well, I need to do what Adam Carolla, or at least he used to do on occasion, just do a live podcast where you're on stage and just be like, well, now I can say retard all I want. Now you won't get taken off. The That's one of the things I got, like one of the things I got taken down on TikTok for. I called myself retarded. Got taken down for bullying. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you bully? I, I bullied I, myself. I, I argue with my kids about that word all the time because I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I know it was stupid and lazy, but like the word fuck is used interchangeable. Retard was like. That's and there what was I'm saying. It's a, it was a different time. Yeah. Like, oh, I was um, I was going for a run through a park, though. It was This was like kind of around the the COVID -y times or whatever. And um, anyways, I was done for my run. So I was just walking and I walked by the playground area and I heard two kids talking and one of them goes, well, yeah, well that's cause he's retarded, like whatever. And what, like not in like a, 
oh he's retarded he's like that's because he's <laughs> retarded and i was like oh my god there's hope like there's <laughs> there's hope I was watching a baseball movie from like 1996, 94, so Little Big League. I was watching it with my son, and they say retard like 17 times in the movie. And I'm like, yes. My, and of course, the funny thing is, anytime my kids have never, I've never heard them say that word, mm-hmm. never once. Now I use it, I call them retarded. <laughs> Not, it's not a badge I wear with honor, but I'm like, stop being retarded. Let's, you know, um, but they, I've never heard them use it. So that's, there is something interesting there. Like, how did they get conditioned that this was just a no, no word? I certainly did. I've heard, I've heard my son say the F word on multiple occasions, but, uh, and he, he's 10, so he probably shouldn't be saying that, but I've heard him say fuck, but I've, I've never heard him say it. But anytime it's in an old, old movie or TV show, they laugh hysterically. Like my daughter was at the premiere of the, the movie I was telling you about. And one of the one of the characters was playing an Indian character. He's not actually Indian. So that by itself is. But several times we just are like, oh, shut up, Hindi or something like that. And my daughter laughed hysterically every time we called him Hindi. Because it was like, a, oh, that's. And I'm like, see, these kids like it. Like my kids yeah, they laugh get, when they, they hear get retard. the edgy humor. Yeah. Well, so the thing that really cracks me up too about that, the not being able to make anything that's deemed like racist or sexist or any of the is or whatever, um, is that like I grew up in a very like blue collar area, you know, like, and that's just how you communicated with people that you like loved and cared about i made like a tiktok about this right it's like if i'm not allowed to make racist sexist jokes how are people going to know that i like them you know yeah yeah and it's like that is like a style and of communication in an entire culture that they kind of like they're like nope you're not allowed to do that anymore and it's like that's a form of bonding which is crazy and when you put everything like off limits of like okay now i have to be super careful not to not to offend anybody who's slightly different than me i feel like that's more divisive than anything as opposed to like humor brings everybody together right yeah and makes it go like oh no we're actually all the same because we're all cracking up about this we're all laughing at the same things right we're all it's funny um versus like no 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 i have to be careful around people who are any sort of different than me like men being like oh i have to be careful around women now or anything like that you know what i mean it's super divisive yeah no and i i actually do i feel that pressure with the it's the weird um the male female dynamic changed and uh, the show i mentioned earlier dad's a drink show one of the things that we do on occasion is watch an old canadian show called keys to the vip and these guys are just going trying to pick up chicks uh at a club and it is so cringe and it absolutely would not exist in today's world and so some of the guys are just bad with women. Like they're just, you know, just terrible. Some of the guys though, they'll go up and they will grab women and like be aggressive. And I'm like, see, that's bad. That's bad. That makes me uncomfortable. That's bad. But I'm like, but that guy makes people like me be like, well, I'm not going to go even talk to somebody unless I don't know. It's a weird mental, uh, gymnastics you have to do in your head and alcohol helps get over that the hurdle but 
but it is like, well, I don't want to be seen as a predator. Yeah. But it, yeah, you it, definitely don't want that for sure. No, and I'm and it's like I'm not a predator, but it's like, but if I'm going up to talk to this woman because I just want to have sex with her, does that make me? I don't know. I should look into hookers. <laughs> that's how that's how my brain works. It's like it's a simple transaction. Then. I've given up already. Uh, now it's just it's straight to the hookers. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's not legal, but at least I'm not gonna. I'd rather go to jail for soliciting a prostitute than be accused of being a, a predator yeah but, and that's yeah. kind of a weird <laughs> yeah 100 it's a weird dynamic yeah so... okay so yeah and that's what i'm talking about is like the the difference in the fact that okay gropey mcgee yeah that's a problem right like that that is mm-hmm. you can't just gro- go up and like violate someone's actual like body and personal space that's fucked up but it's the issue comes with all of this like sensitivity to speaking like it used to just be like oh like i was an asshole or it's like he didn't you know whatever nice try on that pickup line it's not gonna work whatever and they just go about their day you know it's not like this thing where now i have ptsd because some dude approached me in a in a club or like now i'm gonna record it and put it online or something like it's it's gotten to this level of like sensitivity that's absolutely insane it's the same thing with like do you see all those like gym videos where yes yeah it's like a chick will record a dude like glancing in her general direction and be like look at this creepo and it's like when i go to the gym now i'm like straight down to the ground not gonna don't don't look up you're you're gonna be like some chick's gonna catch you on a video and think that you were staring at her ass or something you're gonna be like a creep in the back of a video it's like so i totally get it. i could imagine being a dude yeah it's uh it's an interesting and there, again, it's still like I I could probably if I went on your Instagram, I could probably go through and just cringe at some of the thirsty dudes. For sure. Uh, and I, I did. I don't do that because it makes me feel like I love them, reason, though. I feel bad. <laughs> well, and and I love I love harmless. a good I love a good cheesy pickup line. Nine, yeah. Right? Yes. I, mean, I love a good cheesy pickup <laughs> line. I love a good like just terrible terrible comment that cracks me up i i love it yeah well again i i'm like well maybe i should say at least you're attractive and i say i probably shouldn't say this but what bothers me is when like unattractive females post and it's not it doesn't bother me that they post do what you want but when guys are overly thirsty and I'm like, oh, but why? Well, every different strokes for different folks, right? Like there's people I who guess. think I'm butt ugly. You know, they look at me and they're just like, no, for real. Like they're like, oh, I, I trigger something in them. Um, I, I get a whole. They're probably lefties. Well. <laughs> or, you know, or, whole... or righties. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, that's true. Yeah. But like, you know, they'll go off on the whole laundry list of how I'm a troll or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, totally get it. So, I mean, different strokes for different folks. There's people who are into you know like super curvy like the like the exact the antithesis of me right like that would be somebody's like dream chick or dude same thing like you know so i don't that one doesn't bother me so much i'm like you do you like you know everybody just be their their best self yeah as long as you're actually and again i assume 99.9 plus percent of them are absolutely harmless and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get so that's the thing is I can really tell the difference because I've gotten like I get real death threats. I get like gnarly shit um for the political stuff, you know what I mean? So or like like threaten my family, like where I'm gonna put your parents down and like stuff like that. And I'm like, that's that's when it starts to get creepy and weird. Um so anybody just like being like, Ooh, I love your toes, I'm like, Yeah, cool, cool, Brian. You dig those toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, yeah, I saw one who was like, I'd just like to lick the sweat for, and I'm like, oh, not on yours, just, wait, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, gross. those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. <laughs> so, like, the military ones that are like, I would crawl through a, a field of glass covered in vinegar just to hear you fart through a radio. Those <laughs> ones are my favorite. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that one shit. is, that one would be, that's top. That's they crack top me of the up. Class right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> I get it is interesting. Um to, I so you kind of have well, I don't struggling to word. I poured a refill, by the way, so so that probably doesn't help. But um you have the I, I feel like you've got kind of two avenues going uh, as far as your presence on, on social media and everything. And I guess it's an extra weight to carry being because you could just be i'm just hot chick out here taking pictures of myself thank but you but you add the political yes. element which has to be like an anvil it is okay so thank you for yes it is so i get the opposite all the time people are like oh she's just like globbed on to the liberty community and she's just like a liberty thought right she's just like catering to specifically the liberty community and i'm like yeah do you know how fucking small the libertarian community like why i would be a moron if that was my marketing technique you know what i mean like just an idiot if i could just not piss people off and not have the risk of like getting these mobs all the time and not having the risk of like getting people. I have people still who follow me from back in the day. I made like a, like a I made like a video on uh, like the transgender thing back in the day before anybody was like talking shit on it yet. Right. Like there's a lot more like women and stuff who are out now after like the whole like uh, men and women sports thing being like, hey, 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 like this isn't cool, blah, blah, blah. So that has picked up a lot. But this was back when everybody was like, you don't say anything negative. Anyways, I did a video on it. A funny, attemptedly funny one, probably super cringe if I look back now. But anyways. Um, and some leader of a LGBTQ Alphabet people YMCA, yeah, <laughs> she like apparently had been following me for a while because she liked my comedy stuff and went and watched this video and got like just raging mad. And so I'm like, I still remember I, this was the first time it ever happened to me. I was sitting in like the Walmart parking lot, right? And all of a sudden my phone goes ding. Ding, 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 And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I look and it's just like, I was being mobbed, right? They went to my YouTube and like downvoted everything. They like reported every video. They found just, they went to like really random, they somehow found my email, like personal email or whatever. And were sending me like death threats on there. It was getting like really gnarly, but I still have people who follow me. And just as soon as I post something, downvote my video, just like boop. And I'm like, I know where you're from. You're... <laughs> from back in the day <laughs> um, that's so, a that's a badge of honor at a certain point as long as they don't ruin your I, you know. all you can do is fucking laugh at it at this point you know what i mean and it, it is frustrating but it's like whatever you know what i mean it's like uh but 
I get so thank you for that because not a lot of people like realize that and appreciate that so it is two separate things like I've been making the liberty content because I'm super passionate about it and it's like I wish every I'm sad about a lot of things like I'm sad about um the cancel culture with comedy because I've always loved you know dark humor and dark comedy so that bums me out I'm sad to see like the politics and how divisive everything has gotten that bums me out I also you know come from like a poor community so the division there and like people voting against their own best interest when I see that that bums me out so it's like I'm just trying to help with all those things and then on the side I've always also just loved to run around naked so I just also happen to have that <laughs> but they don't have anything to do with each other you know what I mean right right and again I one could argue that you, it would be easier to yeah it's it's one is it's, bad for my other business for sure but it's right. like it's i'm that passionate about it that i just it's like i i gotta live my life and i'm like yeah i just do these both these things are important to me so i just do them both well that makes you a better person uh thank you and I, you know i mean that's <laughs> that's again it, it's like it, when someone's like if i stopped doing this joke Again, I, I don't agree with Joe Rogan, I think, sometimes on a lot of things. And I think sometimes he gets too much love. Uh, but he could make his life so much easier if he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to interview uh, stupid pop stars who For talk sure. about nothing from now on. Uh, and he doesn't. Uh, mm -hmm. So, again, it's like I, I like people who are like, I know I could make my life easier by doing this. But I refuse. Yeah, because I one or the other, actually. So I could do if I just did one or the other, I'd be helping the like that one out. You know what I mean? Because I also have people. True. I get DMs every single day of people going, "I was gonna follow your content, thought you were hilarious until I saw you were an internet prostitute. Now I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, internet prostitute. Yeah, I'm like sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I saw your butt on Instagram, and now I much. Your political views are non, not not relevant to me. Yeah. No, you're funny, but it's those cheeks, man. I cannot do it. Um, I I, I wanted to ask you uh, a weird question. We can we can lightning Ooh. round this before yeah. we we get to plugs. Um, because I don't know what to think about uh, RFK Jr. Mm. Uh, I don't know what what thoughts you have if you have any because I, I i like he's just he seems like a thinker and i'm mm -hmm. like well so i don't have... agree with him on so much but at least he thinks and it's been so long since we've had a thinker <laughs> right so yeah we were talking about this last night and how kind of crazy it is so i actually saw him speak at pork fest the other day mm -hmm. um which i just yeah, I got lucky enough to get in there. It was like a really small venue and it was like, I mean, obviously he's taking like every precaution. It was completely like locked down, had to go through security, had to go through like the metal detectors and have them go through your bag and yada, yada, yada. And um, so it was like pretty gnarly, but it was really crazy that like libertarians gave him a standing ovation, right? But he's not perfect on everything. Like even in like a libertarian view, right? He's not good on guns. Um, and he kind of like skirted the question there on that, you know, he was just like, well, I'm not going to change anybody's mind on guns, but like he wouldn't say that he wouldn't push any extra gun control issues or anything like that. Um, so in a libertarian sphere, that's like a big deal. Right. But mm -hmm. for some reason, people still they're like, oh, OK, OK, yeah, he's not great on that. But 
but, but, but he says everything that we're thinking about big pharma. He says everything that we're thinking about the establishment. Right. And so the, literally the lady that was like asking him questions that was running the thing. She, she's like, Oh, she said she was a Republican who is a small L libertarian. And she's thinking about now like running his campaign in New Hampshire or whatever. So, and voting for a Democrat. So it's like, literally he's hitting on everybody across the aisle. Like there's Democrats who just because he's a Kennedy, like because he's good on guns, like all these things, they like him. And then you have like libertarians like him. He literally said he would, uh, Harden, Snowden, and Assange got a standing O. Um, and then you have like Republicans who also dig him because he's like out there, like I said, saying shit against Big Pharma that they're pissed off about from COVID and all of these things. So he's like hitting on everybody across the aisle. It's really wild to watch. And it seems like this kind of crazy grassroots movement, doesn't it? Like it seems like people are excited about it. Like, and it seems like this big kind of almost like we're going to look back on it historically moment. Like that's how I look at it. Yeah, well, that's it's it's a weird. In Florida, we have closed primaries, so you have to. And I'm registered Libertarian at the moment, but I'm like, I might, I might register. I mean, if there's a chance, I'm open to registering for either party. If you know to vote in the primary, and I'm like, if Rand Paul's not running as a Republican or doesn't have a shot, because I doubt. He's, but I, I, I was also such, doubt I was such a Randy. I was such a Randy when I was younger. Like, yeah, I really thought I was like a flat tax, guys. Like, how I was like all out. Like, how does how is nobody like freaking out about this? I think this is the most amazing thing in the world. Like, everybody's going to vote for Rand Paul. I was so convinced. I was like in high school or maybe just got out of high school. I remember, but yeah, I was like so. I changed. I remember I changed my Facebook profile picture to like I stand with Rand. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the the like the first Republican debate, Donald Trump's like, oh, Rand Paul's ugly. And He's got like, ramen oh. noodle hair. It's crunchy. And everybody's it's, like, well, he dies. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep, it's, he's done. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, but so the thing that's like the struggle with um, RFK, right, is like you do you start to get excited and you start to feel yourself get excited. And then you start to go, wait a second, though, like, I know that like I know never to trust a politician. Like I know there's no, like there's no Messiah that's going to come and like save us all. Right. And so you start to feel yourself though, being like, but what if he is the one? Yeah. (laughs) So it is, it's crazy like that. So I totally get it. Um, yeah, I think everybody's kind of feeling that a little, like, uh, like a little apprehensive, but also excited. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a very strange, like, yeah, ah, but, I know so, he's bad on some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think again, almost it's almost like a little bit of the Trump effect of people wanting to just vote against the system, like not really voting yeah. for anything. But he just re- represents like the anti-establishment and like people wanting to show that, like, hey, this is how many of us there are. We're all fucking anti-establishment. You know what I mean? So I think that's like a part of it too. So even if you don't, so I think that's why it's like, well, he doesn't have to be perfect on everything, right? It's like, he's just anti-establishment. So that's just like throwing kind of, yeah, (laughs) it's like throwing kind of the middle finger up, like where that's what people thought Trump was going to be too. And that also makes me nervous though. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot of people thought that Trump was like the big fuck you. 
You know what I mean? And in some ways he was, but like then he gets in there and people were like insanely disappointed. You know what I mean? Like the things that they thought was were going to happen. So I don't know. It's a toughie. Yeah, I still, I still, I still have uh, several friends, but one especially who I talk to, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Trump's anti this and that." I'm like, "He was president for four years, you know. Like if he wanted to do something, he he did have an opportunity." Like, yeah, he, I know. You know. That's what with the RFK <laughs> thing. It's like, yeah, we have all this historical evidence that okay, left wing, left wing, right wing, but we still the train still keeps moving in the same direction always. You know what I mean? And so it's like it. That is the thing about RFK, but I guess it's like, I don't know, like what's, what do you got to lose kind of thing, yeah. you know, and what's the alternative, you know? <laughs> like, well, I, so. I do, in fairness, I do think that was a lot of Biden voters thought process. It can't be oh, worse. Whoops. Uh, Touche. That's rough. Uh, yeah. Um, Elizabeth, this has been awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, obviously, you've got the Tax This podcast. I'll link everything in the show notes, but where else can people find you? Yeah, so on like Twitter and Instagram, you can go to Tax This Podcast if you want or to follow my personal stuff. But, you know, a little bit warning, there are cheeks there, as we discussed. Um, that's the Elizabeth Duffy on Instagram, the Eli Duffy on Twitter, because some bitch had my name. And, uh, yeah, that's oh, the Elizabeth Duffy on TikTok if you have one of those. So that's where I'm at. Perfect. Yeah. I have a mostly male listening audience, so they, they, they'll, they'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, oh, there, there comes the alcohol. There Elizabeth, <laughs> I, I made it an hour before I, I couldn't pronounce it. I know. I wish I would have known that you were drinking. I would have, like, I'm just over here hydrating like a nerd, but yeah, next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right, that's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Elizabeth Duffy, for joining me. Follow her on all of the socials. They're all in the show notes below. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, I mentioned this on the uh, Dads and Drinks show, so I might as well mention it here. Um, I don't know how I'm going to segue into this one. I, <laughs> I had one of those fun father moments um, the couple few weeks ago, whatever it's been. And uh, when my daughter comes downstairs in the morning and loudly whispers, I think I got my period. I'm like, why, why do you think that? <laughs> She's like, well, there's blood. And I'm like, well, God, it better be your period. Um, but no incidences. Luckily, we're prepared uh, and on the home front. Um, I guess a good place to have gotten it, you know waking up with it, whatever. Um, so there's that. Now she's away at, uh, at a sleepaway camp. So it's just been me and, uh, and the boy for, uh, a little bit. And, and that has its own little fun, uh, fun stuff. We went to a minor league baseball game, went and played laser tag. He's never played laser tag before. Um, I kicked his butt the first time. <laughs> um 
I, I, I want to know, does that make me a bad person? Because I'm not, never going to let him win. Not at, not at laser tag, not at air hockey, um, not at bowling. So that means he'll know that if he beats me, he's, he's defeated someone with some skill. Now, granted, I don't know that I have much, much laser tag skill at this point. I hadn't played since uh, I went one day when I was like 19 years old. Um, so it's been a while, but uh, I'm going to be honest. It was a lot of fun. Anywho, <laughs> uh, let me know if that makes me a bad person. Uh, because, yeah, my kids aren't going to beat me in games of skill. Not until they're able to beat me in games of skill. Um you know, yes, he is literally a third of my size, but what are you going to do? All right. Join me next week. Got another fun episode. They're all fun, aren't they? Because, you know, there's one common denominator there. And that's you. Well, yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> uh, make sure you're subscribed on the YouTube. You follow on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Why did I say TikTok? I guess TikTok, um, Facebook, Minds. I'm going to start trying to use Minds a lot more because I feel like Twitter's dying on the vine a little bit. And that's not a shot at Elon at all. It's just, you know, there's no organic reach there anymore. Um, yeah, go to all those links in the show notes. They'll, they'll do you nicely. And uh, boom, it's over. for listening it was amazing <laughs> i i loved it be sure to come back for another great episode i'm one wing away from jeff macalino of the jeff macalino podcast how much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast you want to just straight that's my name i'll add the word podcast to it yep see you next week mm-hmm.